Welcome to Slice of Orange, North Orange County Politics. I'm Jody Balma, and today you're going to hear from Paulette Chafee. She's running for Orange County Board of Education, District 4, North Orange County. It's one of the most important races on the ballot for the June election and one most people don't know anything about. So my focus on local politics, local elections continues. She's going to tell you what she wants to do, uh, what the current board is doing, uh, how they've spent $6 million on lawsuits that have gone nowhere and what she would do with that money instead, how to reimagine education and the needs of the most vulnerable students in our county that she wants to support. For those of you in the classroom who dread professional development, she recommends a book shifting to professional learning from kids, peers, and the world. She's got some interesting ideas about how to bring the community together to work to improve education. So let's get started. So welcome to A Slice of Orange. Today I'm talking with Paulette Chafee, who's a candidate for Orange County Board of Education. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here. I'm I'm very excited about my run for the OCDE, and uh, that board certainly needs new leaders who can bring um, all the skill sets together with collaboration and communication and focus on uh, good instruction and the students and um, I'm very, very excited to be going forward with this. Well, good. So tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, your personal story, your professional bio that leads you to run for this position. Yeah, I'm a former teacher. I've taught in public school classrooms. I also have a speech uh, therapy credential. So I've done speech therapy in public schools and in clinics and in hospitals and I've been very involved with um, our own children, our two sons. The, our oldest was in a multi-age program where the parents were very much a part of the learning process. And uh, so all along- Was that in the like, Fullerton in, School District? Yeah, Fullerton School oh. District at Rolling Hill School. And I got to uh, get that, Pam Keller on here and talk about yeah, that great program. Yeah, do need to talk with Pam yeah. Keller about that because she's at Orange Thorpe. And then, yeah. of course, they have the one at Rolling Hill School. But I've been involved uh, with PTA. I'm also a member of the Orange County Children's Partnership. And we do a lot with regards to- education and figuring out new ways to reach kids who are kind of borderline or whatever. But OCDE has a focus on um, educating those children who are most vulnerable, foster kids, kids within the juvenile justice system, children who have issues with vision and hearing, uh, severe autistic, and all of those needs are very, very pressing, and um, there needs to be a greater focus on smaller class sizes, more programming that uh, identifies their individual needs, and um, go forward with this. So um, another another reason for my running is that over the last two years, the current majority on the OCDE has filed numerous lawsuits which are ideological in nature and not doing anything for the students in the district. 
and at a, a very high cost, it's uh, exceeded $5 million in legal fees, which is totally unnecessary. Two of those lawsuits were thrown out of court, and it is a situation that needs to be changed. I'm also a licensed California attorney. My husband and I had a law practice uh, for years in Fullerton. Um, it's still going, but it's not active at this point in time. So all of these skills I have as a teacher, mm -hmm. a speech therapist, a PTA mom, a mother of two, my law degree, my um, interactions with people as an attorney, I am the one for this position. And I'm at a place in my life where our two children are grown and married they have good jobs, and so I can devote full time to this job. In addition, I plan to be out in the districts that I represent. I am not just going to go to those board meetings as the current majority does and then forget about what's happening in their particular district the rest of the time. I look to what is going on in Anaheim, um, in their elementary and their high school. Same thing in Fullerton, in their high schools and their elementary. I've uh, attended LCAP sessions in Anaheim. Local, local, local control, control right. where, where at, the various tables, at the yes. various tables, it is so exciting to have two teachers, a counselor, a student, several parents um, all talking about what they see going mm -hmm. forward with education. This is mm -hmm. where it's at. We need to do more of this. And, yeah. you know, there was an article in one of the local papers recently about bullying. Well, Fullerton District, Anaheim District, they have instituted PBIS, which is Positive Behavioral Intervention mm -hmm. Systems. And they don't have the fights on the playground. They don't have the pushing and shoving, getting lined up to go into the mm -hmm. classrooms because they have instructed all of their teachers and aides and everyone else in how to do this. We don't have this all in all Orange mm -hmm. County schools and it yeah. needs to be in all Orange County schools to make the learning environment robust and safe. Yeah for all of our students. The other reason I'm running is because this majority on the Orange County Board of Education uh, is, is approving all of these charter schools, even though the staff at OCDA points out the financial irregularities, the lack of teacher credentialing, the problems with the space for the kids. Many of these charter schools do not um, have any programming for English learning mm -hmm. students or students with various academic disabilities. And um, yeah. it's money taking away from our neighborhood schools and it's Absolutely, wrong. absolutely. So and it's got to change. Yeah. And, and, you know, I tell, I tell my students all the time, you know, there, there are really good charter schools or yes, Orange County is. School yes. of Arts. This isn't a question of just being against charter schools. Charter schools yes. 
can be wonderful when they partner with our public schools and follow right. all of the rules that we have in education about equity and access. Right. And so, and that's, that's one of the things yeah. that I point these out. These four profits High School of the Arts, Goals yeah. Academy, uh, some of those that partner with our current um, public schools are models right. for the rest. And right. when a group of parents comes to a local board saying, uh, we have this idea of a, a dual language program, sure. English and Korean or, or what have you, let's fold it into the current school system right. and give the parents and the teachers and kids the wherewithal to yeah. make it happen within the system that we have because dual language is robust in Fullerton and Anaheim and right. some of the other districts. And we need to use what we have and mm -hmm. maximize it rather than doing this two-tier system of right. charter schools and public and, schools. And the, the yeah. for-profit charter model just scares me so much that we're going to see, you know, corporations come in and exploit the the, the county approval process, right. bypass the local school districts, all of these things that you're talking about. I yeah. want to go back to something you said at the beginning, though, because I think what we haven't heard much of during these past two years, like you talked about, are the, the most vulnerable student populations that you mentioned, right. The, right. the schools that are for supporting our our kids in foster care our juvenile right. justice and right. Uh, right. and and the special needs that our our students have that the school districts simply need the support of the county that has gotten lost and yeah. during right. the very years where all of those vulnerable students were hurt so much harder by the pandemic they have been completely lost in these lawsuits and the approvals of charters and just the real toxic lawsuits being filed so far out of the lane of the Board of Education. Absolutely. And this is what I want to change. I mm -hmm. can change. And um, I am so excited to be endorsed this time around by the California Teachers Association and the California Teachers Association and the locals are also supporting Shireen Smith uh, in South County and Martha Fleur. Um, in District 2, which is a, a new district, and redistricting right. changed the whole um, sure. lay of the land with regards to which areas, which seats sure. are representing, et cetera, et cetera. But there needs to be a focus on these most vulnerable children because right. they have they had needs before the pandemic and they have doubled or tripled. Um, Absolutely. At, at this point in time. And, and a lot of the schools um, are talking about uh, community schools, which, uh, you know, would run earlier in the morning till later in the afternoon, which would facilitate families getting back to their job situations and knowing their kids not only will be receiving wonderful academic instruction, but having the arts and the music and uh, woodworking and, you know, uh, sports and all of these things. Absolutely. I know that because the city of Fullerton 
has um, had some severe financial problems, the Fullerton School District has stepped up and is now maintaining the grounds, which are um, owned by the city, but used by students for soccer and baseball and free play and all of this. So when, you know, students want to have these sports activities during the summer or into the fall, um, the the city was just going to let all of the grass turn, you know, right yellow and right. not water. And so the district, because of their good budgeting process and everything else and realizing the needs of students are going forward and doing this. And, and I'm part of all of these meetings and the processes and everything. And the the person who now sits in that seat is not anywhere to be found. When I go to districts and talk about new programming, you know, and just ask if they're even aware of who this person is, they are not. And this is no way to represent parents and students in the fourth district. I have the time, I have the energy, my background, my connections, my work speaks for itself Mm -hmm. in making me the very best candidate for district. So let's talk a little bit about that past election, because, you know, I feel like I've spent 20 years trying to get people to care about local elections. Um, And, and, and suddenly they're becoming a little bit more well-known because of, of terrible reasons, right? right? That that people are acting badly in these positions, but you ran for Orange County Board of Education, the same seat in 2020, just two years ago. Um, because Democratic voters split their vote, the nonpartisan seats, but clearly the Democratic voters split their votes with the other two Democrats that were in the race, Tim Shaw was elected with 33% of the vote. Right. And now I am the Democrat um, on this. But there are four the, candidates on, but on the, the ballot. The, but the other, uh, the, it. You know, I can't really be concerned about who else is on the ballot. I am very organized. I have my supporters organized. I am going full board and I don't have the distraction of two other Democrats Mm -hmm. um, as in the past. my, My situation in being endorsed by the Democratic Party, being endorsed by Orange County Employees Association and Labor Fed and CTA, and there's more coming because I'm I'm continuing sure. to meet with them and seek out the endorsements. The lay of the land is much brighter for me this time around. Yeah. And, and, and I think so. that last time, I, I'm not sure, sh- because usually there's a runoff, right? If, yeah. if, if there's four candidates in the district attorney's race and nobody gets 50% or more, there'll be a runoff to November. Yeah, but there's but this no- is not true here. And I think a lot of people were surprised that unlike other county elections, there's no runoff election. So somebody is going to get elected. And last time it was with, you know, two thirds of the voters not wanting the person who won the seat, not voting for that person. And so I think it's really crucial. One of the reasons I want to do this episode is because I want people to understand like this June election is there. There's no there's no backup. There's no second chance. Right. June 7th is it. It's one and done. And that's the message that my campaign is getting out 
to the voters that this mm-hmm. is really crucial. And, and it's not just my seat. It's the future of public education in Orange County. Yeah. I'm also endorsed by the group Orange County um, Public Education Supporters. Uh, mm-hmm. or supporters of public education. So they have been having uh, meetings twice a month with people who want to very much support a, a public education and mm-hmm. are getting the word out and making it possible for myself and Shireen and Martha to speak to parent groups, to speak to business groups, right. to really uh, let them know how vital this election is for right. education. And, and, you know, you talked about community schools, and I think that that's so important. We're hearing a lot of talk about declining enrollment and, and affordable housing and, and, and it being just really difficult for teachers to afford to live in their districts, for, for families to come in. And so, you know, as, as, as the board is focused on these other issues, we need people who are really thinking forward-mindedly right. about you know, and, and on some level, I think, oh, my gosh, this is a dream with declining enrollment. We could get smaller class sizes with declining enrollment. We could have a social worker have an office on the classroom. We would be filled to the gills. But we need we need vision. We need somebody who is a visionary thinking about that. And I think the other thing that you've mentioned is somebody who's at the table for all those other meetings. Right, right. And I am at the table for all of those meetings. I'm very much involved in First Five. Many parents don't know about the Universal TK Transitional Kindergarten, which is coming for all four-year-old children and is going to be a game changer in terms of kids who are maybe a little bit developmentally behind having that whole year with transitional kindergarten. And then when they move into their five-year-old situation with kindergarten, they are prepared. They're already having the skills of reading readiness, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of money is coming from the state to districts. And we're using this money to promote and make sure that we have absolutely the best programs for our students. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I think it's so important for the the Orange County Department of Education, you know, Superintendent Dr. Alma Harris has a challenger from this same charter school group. And I think, you know, normally the superintendent isn't elected when you think about your local school board, that that person is hired by the school board. Right. Um, but but this is kind of a quirk in our election system that the superintendent has to be elected and now has a challenger. And I and I worry about the low information voters um, right. who, who right. you know just are not prepared for that. Well, and, again, supporters of public education yeah. and um, of the um, California Teachers Association and the locals are helping to change the narrative and get people informed as to what is going on with that election as well. Um, I think Alvin Harris is doing an excellent job getting the word out um, on, you know, programming and and the the good teachers that we have in our districts, et cetera. But uh, it's with um, 
this board majority having the ideology that they do that it trends against public education. It's definitely an uphill battle. So we need all the support we can get and good people going out and promoting, mm-hmm. um, you know, the great educational situation that that we have in our public schools. And having a two-tier system just goes against the grain of our democracy. Public right. schools have always been the hallmark of our democracy because parents don't have to pay. They know their kids can go to this school and learn right. and, and become. And I am the person I am today because of my public education at Raymond School, Acacia School, Ladera Vista Junior High, and Troy High School in Fullerton. And I'm giving back because I know what it meant to me to uh, have this great public education. And that's the other thing I've been meeting with parents and and, um, those who are saying, well, you know, my freshman really isn't interested in college. So let's create these robust programs with internships this summer between the the junior and senior year. Let's, you know, create woodshop. Let's create very robust STEAM and STEM programs within our elementary and high schools. So Children have a chance to try things out, find their passion, and then, you know, maximize this by getting into a program at at Fullerton College in in drones or, you know, air conditioning repair or or any number of different hands-on jobs, careers, what have you. And this is one of the hallmarks that I'm going to be going into the fourth district when I win this seat and talking to the high schools and find out what their needs are, how we can create these programs, what monies they need. There's all kinds of grant opportunities. Right now, I'm ambassador for the fourth district in Orange County in Santa Ana. So I am everywhere in North Orange County and seeing what the good practices are. And I want to implement these in all the schools that are struggling. Um, Yeah. And I think that that's a really great point because I think, you know, especially, you know, my friends who are teachers are just trying to get through and and, and we're all in survival mode with the pandemic and just extra pressure that our students are going through. And I think the idea of having somebody who has more of a 360 perspective, who's been to different schools, and it's so hard to get time out of our own classrooms to visit colleagues on our own campuses, let alone touring other schools. Right, Um, right. And one of the things that 4th District did two months ago, uh, we had a grant opportunity that came to Orange County, and we wanted to focus on high schools. And I was the one that suggested that we um, have an application for booster clubs because of the pandemic. They were not meeting, not doing. So we we gave out 32 grants to choral groups, to instrumental music groups, to dance teams, to all of these schools. I think the amount that 
um, we gave was like $19,600 or something. And I've had parents come up to me and say, but for this infusion of grant money, we would have lost the program. Um, The instrumental music in in Placentia, they were able to buy 14 instruments and printed music for their students. They Mm -hmm. had a Sunday evening performance in their gymnasium a couple of weeks ago that I attended. And uh, to know that um, there are opportunities and the OCDEA, OCDE should be helping and assisting and not filing right. expensive lawsuits. Right. The right. focus needs to be on our students. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you. I just I so appreciate your answers and your passion for education and the community, your involvement. So I've got some questions I ask everybody to get to know people a little bit better. So what's the best advice you've ever got? Don't limit yourself. I like that. Yeah. You know, I, I often tell my students uh, that when they're applying for schools, right. you know, that, that there are people that get paid by these universities to tell you no, don't do their job for them. Yeah. Right. Apply and dream. Right. And, and yeah, I love that. Yeah. Don't limit yourself. I think we're often the, the biggest barriers to our own advancement. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and every situation presents learning opportunities. No human being is perfect. We all have, right. all have challenges of one kind or another, but um, yeah. I just find this whole realm of education so filled with opportunity and uh, wonder and seeing the light bulb go on when a child learns to read or mm-hmm. when they acquire a certain skill. It, it just is absolutely magical and wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Two, two of my amazing colleagues at Fullerton College, Miguel Powers and Deidre Hughes and others um, run our, you know, growth mindset and mindfulness uh-huh. on our campus. And Deidre Hughes was just named the uh, teacher of the year for uh, Fullerton College, but they, you know, that, that, that has really been shared at a lot of the elementary schools and junior highs and high schools. The idea of, you know, you don't know how to do something yet, yeah. that, that failure is part of the learning process. And I think it's such a welcome change from the risk adverse, you know, test heavy education process. And I think that it's, you know, more in line with how life actually works, that we learn so much more from failure. Right. Um, And one of the things I want to interject here too, because of the pandemic and um, mental health needs of students, I want to bring mental health professionals to the campuses and really focus in on how we can uplift and change this situation because there are many students that are suffering from depression and and other uh, challenges and um, we have the money to do it. And think of $6 million that has been spent on legal fees going to mental health professionals in our schools. I mean, it it would be transformational. It would be. It would transformational. Right. So what's a book that you like to recommend to people? 
A book that I like to recommend is um, one of those. I belong to a book club and it's Evolving Learners that really that learning for a lifetime is kind of the focus. And Mm -hmm. the more you learn, the more you can uh, uh, open your mind to other ways of learning and it's an evolving process and the whole idea of um for teachers um pd professional development really should be professional learning and one of the things they talk about in the book is how to facilitate these small group interactions between teachers i tried this and this is what happened and oh, I never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. And the affirmation at a school site between the staff and how you can uplift everyone um, by just mindfulness and and different things. So Evolving Learners is a book I really recommend. Great. I'm going to have to check that out. I love when somebody comes up with a book I haven't read yet. Okay. So uh, is there a hopeful message you can share with our listeners? Um, I, I really believe I have all the skills and the passion to do this job 100% for our students. And I'm committed to listening to students and to parents and to professionals and collaborating to make the best situation for all of our Orange County students. Good. So who should we talk to next? Who's in the community, who are policymakers, community leaders? Uh, have you had Dr. Michael Matsuda, the superintendent? He's on my list. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah he's he he's doing someone- amazing work in Anaheim. Yes, yes. He has transformed the Anaheim Union mm-hmm. High School District. And um, that, that's and, a and with something, you know, a passion dear to my heart, which is civic engagement throughout all learning. Right, right. Yeah. And it's yeah. really, really crucial. So thank yeah. you so much for spending some time with us and oh, good I luck on the it. campaign trail. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the time.